Hi everyone, welcome to That Niku Mum, a podcast where we share stories from New Zealand parents all over the country who have had babies in neonatal units. This episode centres around Kathy, who has had three babies, or is about to have her third baby, in three years. Her first, Toby, had a pretty traumatic um, birth experience and ended up being in Skibu on the North Shore Hospital. Um, she since then had Bows, who made it to 37 weeks, but not without trying to come early. And she's about two or three weeks away from having number three, um, who again has tried to come early. So she's really been through the ringer with all three of her pregnancies. And she is super open and honest about everything she went through with Toby, um, you know, during his Nifu or Skibu stay and also postpartum and how she struggled and how the birth of her daughter um, really helped her to move past everything that happened with Toby. So thank you so much to Kathy for sharing your story, um, and let's get into it. Hello, I am um, Kathy, and I am too close to 30 for my liking. Um, I am married to my husband of two and a half years and we have um a two and a half year old toby and a one and a bit year old bells and i'm about to give birth for the third time in two and a half years because why not yeah you Um, don't look around really do you (laughs) no no um pray for me (laughs) it was definitely not part of the plan especially after toby's birth um but yeah here we are um and so toby was your naku baby uh-huh yes do you, was. Just, do you just want to talk about um like your pregnancy with him was it straightforward did you know you were going to give birth early any of that um, stuff well i had what i thought was a terrible pregnancy but then in hindsight having bowels was so much worse um so toby was actually quite easy to be pregnant with um in the scheme of things um we didn't have any problems i was milking cows and i was determined i was going to milk cows until i couldn't and quite literally that's exactly what happened um i so i'm like a wednesday of my 32nd week pregnant i um was the beginning of milking and I just like wandered through the cows to go into the pit and go down the stairs to start milking. And um, I fell down the stairs and I went splat on my face. And I like absolutely destroyed my um, ankle. But being me, I still had 300 cows to milk. So I just milked for three hours like a flamingo on one foot. Um, and it wasn't until I got to the car and looked at my leg um it was like massive and i went to the doctors and they were like yeah um you've like ripped all the like ligaments in your ankle and oh my god like shouldn't have done that (laughs) um and so anyway that was a wednesday and then um that weekend i had my baby shower Mm -hmm. and um had my baby shower that was all good and on the sunday night i was like i'm so uncomfortable and I rang my midwife at like 10 o'clock, like, this is not okay. 
really uncomfortable and she came over and she was like ambulance time you're actually in labor let's go to the hospital oh my gosh (laughs) and your waters hadn't gone or anything you literally just started having contractions yeah I had contractions and my cervix was like two centimeters or something um and my midwife was like had this like look of panic like we need and because we were miles away from the hospital that's probably one of the key points in this whole thing we were miles away from the hospital because if you've ever been to Auckland uh, (laughs) we lived as far north on like the border of Auckland that you could go and um we had to get into the city um and so even one way in the ambulance took about an hour yeah um so yeah that's yeah, was a bit of a key part of this whole story was being so far away from the hospital. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. So they, I went in hospital and um they stopped my labor, which was fantastic because it was starting to actually progress. And um, I had to spend like two nights in hospital, and I was so fed up. I hate oh hospitals. Oh. And on like the Wednesday, I think. I convinced or Tuesday, I convinced them to let me spend Tuesday night. At a motel down the road, so I didn't have to be in hospital. Yeah, but I had to be close by. I wasn't allowed to go home. And then I phoned up the hospital on the Wednesday and was like, "I'm sweet. I'm good. I'm ready to go home. No labor." Um, and then um, I woke up at four o'clock in the morning on Friday, so I went home for Wednesday night, and then Thursday night woke up on four o'clock in the morning um, on the Friday to like peeing myself and um having like quite regular contractions wow and i was how many weeks how many uh, weeks were you at that point 34 exactly wow (laughs) um so yeah and then my birth story was actually pretty shocking because i was determined i was going to have him like fully naturally because Mm -hmm. All first-time parents are like that. Don't know what labor's like, and nobody, would, no, nobody. Straight away, I was like, "Epidural, <laughs> give it to me as soon as possible." Oh, honestly, I was too, but because I had said to my husband, "Like when I am like that, don't give it to me," <laughs> I was hating myself at that point because um, it was actually so four o'clock in the morning. I woke up and had contractions because I was thirty-four weeks. I had to go straight to the hospital, yeah. um, and by like midday I was actually like pretty close to fully dilated but because I was so exhausted because I had I had progressed so quickly um when every time I got a contraction I actually went unconscious wow um and my husband was the one who like did all the like advocating for me and was like okay she probably needs the epidural because she needs to like be with us yeah. For this. Um, because I would Did you know you were going unconscious? Like did you feel it happening or Yeah, because I, I I yes and no, like it started going very fuzzy. Yeah. Um I started like knowing that I was having a contraction and then just kind of like instead of yelling and screaming and kind of reacting like that, I just remember going, I'm really sleepy and just kind of like closing my eyes and then coming back again. Um, so it was my husband that actually said to them, like, we should probably intervene at this point and give me the epidural. And then the worst part with that was the epidural stopped everything dead in its tracks. Yeah, as they do. And uh, because I was like nine centimeters, they really didn't want to give it to me. Yeah. 
and then it just everything stopped and slowed down and then they tried to give me like is it pitocin or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um and then my this is the worst part my midwife hated her my whole pregnancy by the way Mm -hmm. um she was awful um but I didn't realize that you need to have a good midwife and you need to like them (laughs) um she, now it seems so obvious. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Honestly, I didn't see her after this day, after the day I gave birth to Tobes, um, because of what she was about to do. She, we were the only ones in the room with her, and because nothing was really happening, everyone had got bored and was like, "Okay, see you later," and left the room. And um, she decided, you know, why don't we just have a little feel, feel, see if how things are going because you were so close, mm-hmm. and. Toby had come like down through my cervix and she said that she could feel his whole head and she could feel his ears, but she couldn't tell which way he was facing. Mm. And she thought just the thought that he was facing the wrong way. So the wrong way is he was facing the sky, not the bed. Yeah. 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 I think that's right. Yeah. Anyway, so he was facing the wrong way according to her. So what she did was she took it upon herself, and I found out she had no authorization to do this. She turned him in the birth canal when he was, like, wearing my cervix as a bandana. Yeah. Uh, He was already come down, already through, so she just couldn't see his eyes, but she could feel his ears. Yeah. And um, she turned him, and it sounded like glow stick snapping. And my whole body jolted like a key turning in a lock. Like that horrible like feeling. So just as she turned him, as my body like jolted, you hear this like horrible like snapping sound. Yeah. And then obviously the machine started like going nuts because Toby's heart rate went to like 50 instantly. Mm -hmm. And then obviously all the machines like started like going beep, 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 beep. Like we were all panicking. And the obstetrician came in, put his hand up there, and he was like, This baby's facing the wrong way. I was like, Are you kidding me? So she turned him the wrong way. Yeah, he was fine. And she turned him and almost killed him. And we basically had a cesarean five minutes later because he was gonna die. Wow. Yeah. And they actually had to, like, physically cut me open and push him up at the same time because if they pushed him up too early, he would have died. Yeah. And, like, it was, like, this panic, like, and they just did, like, the hackiest job into me and just ripped straight into me to get him out. Like, it literally took them, like, minutes to get him out. I was in that room, delivery suite, then straight into the lift downstairs and getting cut open within minutes. And because I had so much going into my epidural all of a sudden um I got like the shakes and I started vomiting all over myself and then they were like okay this is like way too much for you see you later yeah so you you went from being a natural birth to being yeah I know under a GA yeah well I didn't quite get the the GA they gave me because I'm they got him out so quickly he was already out of me but I was like adversely responding to everything happening that like they were still resuscitating him and so I didn't I didn't see him um I didn't see him and obviously he had to go straight back up to Skaboo 
Yeah. And um, I didn't, I first saw him at, and I was really drugged up at midnight. Yeah. What time was he born? Um, He was born at six o'clock at night. Wow. We had six hours of nothing happening after I got me for Gerald. Yeah. Um, and so I saw, he was born at six o'clock at night. I saw him briefly at midnight, but because I was so drugged up still, um, even six hours after having him, um, they were like, okay, she's, she's pretty like rooted. Take yeah. her right, try again in the morning. So when I actually got to physically like see and hold him for the first time, he was 13 hours old. Wow. It was seven o'clock the next morning. And I woke up by myself because they had sent my husband home. Yeah. <laughs> and I woke up in a room by myself, unable to walk because I had a catheter and I was like still numb and everything. And um, on the maternity, were you on the yeah, maternity ward? I was ward? on the maternity ward listening to yeah. everybody else's babies cry. Why? <laughs> and um, I was like, so yeah, Toby was they're 13 hours old. And the worst part is like, I was listening to yours last night. And so much like came back to me about like not being able to do anything. Yeah. Cause I got wheeled into Skaboo and I like looked at Toby in the incubator and I went to like open the little door and I got slapped away. Like you can't yeah. touch him now. Yeah. And it was like, Oh my goodness. And because he was like just this tiny little like baby in this plastic container, I just had to like stare at him. What size was he? Like how much did he weigh he- when he was born? He was actually a decent size considering he was 34 weeks. He was about five pounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he was, is two kilos. So he was um, decent size, but obviously still quite small. <laughs> it was like, um, and he, he had to be resuscitated at birth. Yes. Was he on any oxygen or anything after for that? The, for the first 24 hours he was, but then he was pretty good after that. Okay. Yeah. So he, uh, but, they wouldn't let me do anything because then he, yeah. obviously, he he got jaundice on and off ages. He um, couldn't shake and they, it. It's so common with preems, eh? I know. And then he was like, because when he was in the incubator, you couldn't get him out or touch him or anything. Um, he was all like, they just put this mat in there. Like, it's not like when you have a term baby, they wrap them up in a, in a, like a neon blanket. Mm-hmm. He was like fully like, they lit it up like a Christmas tree in his incubator. Yeah. The and, twins um, had it like over top of the incubator. They like wheeled it over. So you couldn't even really like look in because all these yeah. lights were in the way. Yeah. Like you're like, you could see like their feet or something through the bottom. Yeah. You can't, and then they're like, you can't touch them. You can't do anything. And then that it was the nurses that had to change his nappy and stuff when he was, um, yeah, when he was, and obviously they're fully naked apart from their, um, their nappy and their like their little sunglasses that they put on them yes i still got those i kept them oh did you yeah, yeah there's so many things eh? but um for in the scheme of things we weren't in there ages but obviously like you say it feels like a lifetime yeah um it was probably just um just shy of three weeks oh yeah um still a decent to- amount of time i know and the worst part was like um well there's a lot of worse parts to it because um I had had a cesarean I couldn't Mm -hmm. drive we lived an hour from the hospital so I had to like they have this um funded taxi service which is like oh good but really like sad to sit in the back of a taxi by myself every day yeah and then my husband would come after work because that was the other thing he had to go to work 
Yeah. He couldn't. He would come and like pick pick me up and spend time with me every day with Toby, but like not hours. But once I'd been down there from like by the time I actually got down there, it would be 10 o'clock because I always wanted to skip the Auckland traffic in the morning. Yeah. And then we'd go home at like nine o'clock at night. Then my husband would go to work in the morning and it was just so hard to not be pregnant but be home with like all your baby stuff and be pumping. And like I cried so much. I don't think I ever stopped crying actually. Yeah. Even after Toby got home because as soon as we got Toby home, Kyle had to go to work. Like I did it all on my own because we had no choice. Yeah, but um we're very similar to that too. It's it was and because like you're who you're working for is like, oh you get two weeks after you have your baby. But then <laughs> Toby was still in Skaboo. Yeah. Um and so we yeah. But there was there was so many like really hard things about just sitting there and pumping. I don't enjoy hospitals. I actually yeah. can't cope. So I couldn't pump anything in hospital. Um and then I'd go home and like fill my pump up and I'd have to like cuddle my cats and lie down mm-hmm. on the bed and cuddle onto my cats and just cry into my pillow and then I would let down. Yeah. But I couldn't in hospital. And then they obviously like you said, they wouldn't bottle feed him. They would only tube feed him. Yeah. Um just to like shut him up when he cried. And that was yeah. the hard part. Was going, hey guys, like I can't be here twenty four seven. Or they would ring me in the middle of the night and be like, "He's so unsettled. He needs his mum." And like, I was like, I, "I can't just walk down there, guys." Yeah. Like you don't ring me at two o'clock in the morning telling me that he's um like really distressed. Yeah. Because I can't just even if I was to jump in the car, I'd still be over an hour away. What and um what hospital was it at? North Shore. Okay. And how yeah. did you find it otherwise, like, especially in Skaboo, how did you find the unit? Um, busy. Unbelievably busy. Um, yeah. We, when Toby wasn't attached to anything um, and he, he didn't even have his NG tube because he finally started bottle feeding but they still wouldn't let him go home, um, mm-hmm. like, he'd be in the hallway, like, by oh. the toilets, like, and didn't have God. any of his stuff because they had nowhere to, like, park him because the unit was so full. They didn't ever bring up moving you or moving No, him? no. And then um, when as soon as we got, like, idea that we were going home, they, you know, we're sp- you're supposed to do the 24 hours thing. Yeah. Um, we got to the hospital one day and they were like, Toby can go home now. Oh, my gosh. I know we had no and we didn't even bring a car seat or anything because we had no idea yeah and so then we my husband then had to go home get a car seat because it would just happen to be the weekend go home get a car seat and yeah we brought him home and we didn't even realize that we were bringing him home that day because they were I guess they were just so slammed and so busy and yeah and still, that doesn't mean that you have to be, like, pushed out, you know? I know. And, like, every time we went there, they were always moving the babies around. So you'd walk into Skaboo, like, where's Toby? And you weren't even guaranteed to talk to somebody who even knew who Toby was. Yeah. But you weren't allowed to go and look at other people's babies. Yeah, yeah. So the nurses had to go and find your baby for you. It's kind of like 
don't know, getting your car valet parked, like not knowing where it is, somebody's going to go get it for you. (laughs) It was, it was pretty just, it was just very, um, it was a very surreal experience. And when you were in there, when you were in there, did you kind of feel like you were in the way because obviously the unit was so busy? Did you kind of feel like you were a burden? Yes, and, like, you couldn't really do anything. And then you've got, like, these ladies who have literally just popped out a baby and have just started their journey, and they're all in, like, floods of tears. Mm. And they're, like, right next to you, like, you're touching shoulder to shoulder because that's how Mm -hmm. close all the incubators were. It was absolutely jam-packed in there. And then you're talking to people who are like, oh, yeah, we've been in here, like, 15 weeks. Oh, my God. And I was like... Uh, and when somebody says that to you, your brain goes, I'm going to be in here for 15 weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, especially when you have no idea that you're going home until the day. Yeah. That is so crazy. It was just very like, there was a couple of really nice nurses, but obviously everybody was just so um, oh, just rushed off their feet, I guess. And yeah. And you know, it's not their fault, but it's hard not to be, you know. Yeah. Like, like annoyed by it, you know like you're in there with <laughs> I know tiny and baby you're, and you're trying basically trying to do everything that they want you to do with your own child and I keep saying to them I'm like I can do whatever you want me to do now but I'm, when I go home I'm still gonna parent how I need to want to yeah. you know as far as breastfeeding was the hardest thing because yeah. I couldn't pump I couldn't let down I couldn't latch Toby at all Toby never latched once um so they were like well he's not breastfeeding he can't go home and that was the most defeating thing ever yeah was the fact that he's never going to breastfeed so we can never go home yeah and that's what like backs you into a corner and I just remember crying to the nurses all the time like I cannot breastfeed this baby and they were like well you need to if you want to go home wow (laughs) and I remember being like are you kidding me did they never bring up formula to you um, or donor milk? Um, definitely not donor milk. They didn't feed Toby. I didn't actually realize that Toby wasn't fed a single thing until he was three days old because I didn't have any milk and I was getting like a mill at a time. And um, they just didn't feed him because I didn't realize I was supposed to ask them to. Wow. And they they didn't tell me that I needed to ask them. And then the lady was like, he's screaming so much. And because I had, was still in hospital at that point, I'd just been there 24-7. And um, I was like, he's screaming so much, what do I do? And she was like, you know, breastfeed him. I was like, that's not an option at the moment. I have no milk. And then um, I was like, do you guys have, like, the ability to give him formula? And they are like, yes. And I was like, can you? And she was like, yes. And I was like, Stay three, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't honestly realize, but they were like, we can't suggest it to you. We can't ask you if you want it or anything. That's wow. what this lady told That's me. That's wild. I know. And I was like. What if, what if you didn't want to breastfeed? I know. Well, there was no option to not breastfeed for like given to us. It was go back to your room, start like expressing into these little tiny purple syringes. Yeah. And, yeah, but I don't know, it's just very, very stressful. And then I did actually, my milk did come in and I just bottle-fed express milk to Tobes. But yeah. 
that lasted all of a couple of weeks after we got home and then we just put them on formula because... As it does when you've just been through this traumatic experience. Oh, hell yes. And like... My, I also had to stop because I had so many, I got three different types of infection yeah. and I had to like, because of my, um, hack job cesarean, um, I had like a UTI, I had an infection in my uterus and something else, I don't know what it was, but, um, oh, it's just, it was like one thing after another and I couldn't yeah. shake it. And they needed me to stop breastfeeding so that I could get, like, proper antibiotics. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, you don't have to tell me twice. So the NICU or the SCABU nurses are telling you you have to breastfeed and then your doctors are telling you you can't. So you're like, how is <laughs> yeah, that baby going to get Well, they basically said to me, we can't really do anything until you stop, but we also can't tell you to stop. But there's, yeah. like, a hint that you maybe should. And I was like, Oh, that's fine. I can stop. <laughs> you don't tell me twice. Yeah, pretty much. It got to the point where I was so just, just having to get up in the middle of the night to pump, and everything was just absolutely mm-hmm. exhausting too. And um, yeah, um, just I honestly did not recover from that until at least a year later. Yeah. Um. Having bowels definitely fixed it, though. Like, having her, she was an elective, which yeah. I didn't want either, but she had such a nice 37-week birth. But you had threatened labour with her early again, right? <laughs> yes, at 32. Yes, so the at same. 32 on the dot, yeah. Did they ever find no. out kind of why you were going into early labour? Did they give you a reason? No. They just, just said I haven't. Your body doesn't like being pregnant. Pretty much, yeah. Though I've managed to make it to thirty-four the, with this one, but um, he's hoping got another ten days, and then I'm thirty-six, and then I can breathe. Yes. Are you having elective with him? As, I mean, no, but yes. Um, I Nothing just booked I, him yet. I haven't. I haven't booked it. I've I've said that I will have one if I go to like my due date, mm-hmm. but. Um, I've just said to them, I was like, if I go into labour, like I probably will, just don't rush me down into theatre because mm-hmm. I just, I mean, I'd love the chance to try, but I'm also not a huge risk taker. Yeah. But having three caesareans in two and a half years is pretty risky. Yeah. Anyway. Plus you've got, you know, you're recovering from a cesarean and you've got two toddlers at home that you have to run around after. I know. Not easy. I know. Exactly. Having three having three under three, having a cesarean, I was just said to them, I was like, when they explained the um, risks of having a third cesarean and how hard it will be and all these things that could happen, I was like, and then they, they were trying to sell it to me to have a elective, which I'm still not against, but... Mm-hmm. They they weren't really selling the elective to me, and then they said, "Oh, if you have a vaginal birth, you have like a one and like God knows stupid number chance of something going wrong." And I was like, "And you're telling me that the VBAC is not the best option?" Yeah, <laughs> but you know, um, they have to tell you what they have to tell you, and I mean, if chances, <laughs> Murphy's law says that I'm not going to go into spontaneous labor this time. So yeah, but I don't know. It wasn't, I mean, it was definitely a, just a very, 
isolating experience, Kaboo. And I was panicking, thinking I was going to have to do it when I had bowels just because the um, COVID had come back. So you had the lockdown COVID. Yes. I had the after lockdown COVID where they were starting to like ease up on it with Toby. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to have bowels, that was when they were starting to do all the mandates and stuff. Yeah. And, um, I was absolutely petrified to have her in Skaboo with all the mandates and yeah, um, and then also with at home. Yeah, and like the fact that Kyle couldn't stay with me in hospital when I had bowels, he couldn't even be there. Um, you could only have one person at a time, and you could only have two people ever. Yeah, and um, not that I I really utilized having a second person, but it was just it was really scary to think about how much pressure that there was. Um, to stay pregnant to avoid skaboo. So with bowels, you obviously had a different midwife. Yes. The midwife you had with Toby. Did you find it really hard to, you know, trust a new midwife after what obviously what happened with Tobes? Um, I, I think it helped that I was very vocal about everything that happened with Toby and being very firm that, it's not going to be repeated, basically, because um, mm-hmm. Toby's midwife vanished. She and the other thing I found when I was having bowels and going through all these problems, like with my early labor and stuff, and having to talk to obstetricians, nothing was recorded. Oh. So, apart from the people that were there on the day, nobody actually recorded for the long term. What yeah. well, she didn't record what she did. And so as far as the hospital see, I walked fully dilated, started pushing Toby out, and he got into stress and I had a cesarean. Yeah. So, and I was like, but that's not what happened. No. And um, but so my midwife with bowels was really good. She's very much like one of these people. She activates, a- 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Advocates. Advocates. <laughs> she advocates for, um, for like, it, everything being your choice and yes. she's like i can only tell you the risks so many times um and you it's up to you to make a decision but she's oh she is fantastic and she her ears work it's the most important thing yeah she listens to me toby's midwife when i was like halfway through my pregnancy with him i asked her what sort of breast pump i should get and she was like Babies should only be breastfed from your breast directly and pumping for them is so selfish and, like, you shouldn't do this, that, and the other. And then, like, I bought the breast pump after my baby shower with vouchers I got and then I went into labor the next day. Like, the best thing I bought was that breast pump, yet my midwife had told me, like, maybe 10 weeks earlier that I was selfish for even considering getting one. Yeah. Um, And so... Is a very different, a very different, um, yeah, person. She also had this. She was old, so she had this. Like, um, <laughs> I've been doing this longer than you've been alive. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but so. But, so um, yeah. going back, going back to your pregnancy with Toby, had you mm-hmm. had any kind of um, like issues or anything prior to that 32 weeks when you started getting the niggles? No, no, so I had a then. Had your midwife no. talked to you about, like, because with all of both of my births, um, my midwives have spoken to me about, like, the possibility of 
you know, premature births and everything like that. Had you had any preparation? I had absolutely nothing. But then again, I didn't like my midwife, so I didn't go out of my way to see her. Yeah. Um, and she cancelled a lot of my appointments um, on me, like when somebody was giving birth or something. Yeah. And I just never, like, I didn't understand the importance of seeing her regularly. Yeah. And I hadn't seen her for about six or so weeks when I phoned her that night that she called the ambulance for me. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I if she would have picked something up. Like, if she had been more attentive, I wonder if she would have picked something up. You know, that, having It's the- very hard to, I mean, because I was such a, like, I am going to work and I am going to do as much as I can. And, like, yeah. my body was going downhill because I was pregnant. And I was like, I will not be defeated by this. <laughs> You just start feeling your body like slowing down and it was just frustrating me more than anything, making me work harder. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I didn't realize the danger in that at the time. I just thought I needed to work harder because, mm. you know, because I was milking cows. I was getting up at like 3 o'clock in the morning every morning <laughs> and just, I don't know, I was, I was so determined to keep my life as normal as possible before mm. it became. Uh, but I I don't know. I mean, I just it basically just hit me like a ton of bricks, and all of a sudden life was flipped upside down, and yeah. we started our new journey. That's what I just I wish that it was you know more taught antenatally about NICU, SCABU, and everything. Because like I was so naive. I had a friend who had been in NICU with her babies, so I kind of knew what to expect going in there but so many other parents which is like it's completely new because they never taught anything about it you know you're never, know. Told, you're never know. told that the baby will be in an incubator and won't be wearing any clothes you know I know and, and you don't realize that um like because you know everybody packs their hospital bags when they're 30 weeks pregnant and stuff and I'm like looking like looking back on my own personal journey I was like Baby doesn't need a hospital bag until they're 36 or 37 weeks because they don't need anything in hospital because you can't give them anything. Like, the, well, I enjoyed dressing Toby in his own clothes, but it Mm. still took like a good week or so before we were even allowed to do that. Yeah. And you have to have like the button-up onesies because they've got so many things attached to them that they need the holes. And it was was very – yeah, and not knowing anybody else who'd been in that situation, um, and being pregnant because every you know when you're pregnant, you everybody's pregnant, um, mm. around you, and having a very similar due date to a couple of other people, and them having their baby's term and giving birth and going home was really hard because I had my baby so early. And went through all this trauma and I I thought that having this newborn baby was like this awful thing and I was like mm. oh my gosh you guys like we don't know what we're in for and then they go and have these beautiful experiences and absolutely like not that I didn't love my child but you know they loved their babies so much and was so attached to them and I was just kind of like in the in the beginning it was kind of like just having like a calf club calf mm. just keeping 
just answering Toby's calls and feeding him when he needed it, but not being able to bond with him because I, I couldn't. Yeah. And with Bells, did you find that you did have that connection from the beginning because obviously you didn't have such a traumatic start with her? Yes, like the the surgeon pulled her out of me and put her straight on my chest. Mm. And um, he, like, she, like, screamed in my face and was like, oh, no, I've got another screaming baby. Like, help. Um, But, like, it was it was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, I get it now. Like, I yeah. understood. Toby was 16 months old at that point, and I finally understood what it was like to, like, see your baby for the first time. Mm. Well, let's hope you was, again with number three. It was just, like, this unbelievable feeling. I was like, it's like, it was, like, actually, like, in the movies. I was like, yeah. no way, this is actually real. Because I was like, after having Toby, I was like, oh, I was full of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you see your baby for the first time and like, you've got a nurse slapping your hands away and you just, yeah, you, know, you just, they look like a little doll in a plastic box at the toy store. Like, um. It's very different to have your baby come out of you and feel sticky and disgusting and put right yeah. right in your face. Yeah. Like yeah. there's so many things that my husband took months to tell me about simply because it never occurred to him. Yeah. Because he was conscious for all the things that happened. Because I didn't realize until my midwife asked me about bowels if I wanted her to have the vitamin K injection. mm and I went home to Kyle. I was like, what's that all about? He's like, oh, yeah, they just jabbed Toby when he was born. And I was yeah. like, I, I, see, I wasn't a, I wasn't there for that. <laughs> yeah. With Angus, my midwife came to our house and she did the heel prick, the blood tests. Yeah. And I was like, what's this? <laughs> yeah. Was like, oh, yeah. all babies get that. And I was like, well, do they? I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's crazy, eh? Like, this is not your first rodeo, but you're learning so many things. Yeah. Where you're just like that's what you do um yeah and like the yeah i suppose like the hearing tests and things like that as well yes yes they do all that in hospital you just you come in um you i just came in one day and i had a certificate that said toby passed his hearing test yeah. and i was like that's nice mm-hmm. you know cool like i'm sure he could hear you but didn't realize what it actually what they actually did yeah but it's it's pretty yeah definitely like unreal and the th- and like talking to my husband about toby's birth too or if he's talking about it to somebody else like you see this like look of like terror on his eye in his face yeah. like it's actually really scary and like because he had to stand there and just watch and i mean yeah. i hate to be that person that like has that scary birth that like terrifies everybody because then I didn't have that with bowels, but it's just, mm. and it was the other thing too, is you see all these things on Instagram. Everyone's like, don't scare new moms. I'm like, at that point it was the only experience I'd ever had. Mm. And so, yeah, <laughs> but then, then I had bowels and she made it all better. Well, let's hope that number three stays put. Maybe you got overdue. Imagine that. Imagine that. I wouldn't know myself. I probably would have to have an elective. I said that with Angus as well. I was like, I bet I'm going to go to like 42 weeks with that little little turd. Yeah. And then get like the opposite end of the spectrum. What did you have him at? 39 weeks. Oh, yeah. 39 on the dot. Oh, that's awesome though. Like was, was, was for you, was that like 
did that fix what you didn't realize was broken? Yes, absolutely. Just like the calmness with his birth, um, things being able to like take a proper like announcement photo. Yes, so I didn't I even get do that. Twins. Um, mm. yeah, all that kind of stuff. It is little, but it was so big to me. Yes, and like I remember you saying, you're like, I had like these decisions that I wanted to make, and they got taken away from me. Mm. And I was like, hell yes, like that is the epitome of skaboo. Yeah. You yeah. basically don't get to make decisions. Well, you, you can to a degree, but they they don't make you feel good about it in the process. And that was really hard for me because saying, I want to do this and then look at you like you're a first time mum, you don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And then you go home and do it anyway for like years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. No worries. Um, So I hope that Kathy's episode was um, interesting and that you enjoyed listening to it and that it was potentially helpful for people who are currently in a similar situation, um, either with uh, birth trauma, um, pregnant with another baby following a birth trauma, um, or potentially have had, you know, threats of... um, early labor with with multiple kids so again thank you so much to kathy for sharing your story um and i hope you guys all enjoy to this listening to this episode uh chat soon bye